Hello everyone, welcome to another marvelous episode of the Shazam Cast. I'm your host, and today we will be talking about Superman Shazam First Thunder numbers 3 and 4. And with me, I got Tyler from the uh, Krypton Report. I pronounced that right, right? Okay, yeah, you did. awesome. Yeah, you did. Uh, and if you want to check out uh, parts 1 and 2, that will be on his podcast which can be found anywhere you can listen to podcast i believe right yeah we are all over um i'll definitely make sure you have our link tree it's the easiest social website link to find us because then if you're on apple podcast or stitcher or heck i even found out we are on amazon music like there's a podcast division on amazon music and some of the other ones like google uh so yeah Wherever podcasts are, you will find hmm. us. Pod. I found out I was on Audible the other day. I didn't. Oh, yes, that's the other one. That's the other one that got me. I was like, "Oh crap! Wow." Um. So yeah, it, it's surprising when I pulled up my wife's uh, Amazon Music and was like, "Oh look, there I am." And I kind of was like, "There we are," because she she appears and guests with me often as well. So. But hey, I'm I'm happy to be back talking again, us getting back together and, you know, continuing this book series that we started, you know, uh, me being the Superman fan that I am and you being the Shazam man yourself. We thought we'd, you know, I, I dive back in. I had thought about doing this book next year when, you know, the second film comes out, but I think we'll find something else to review. So I thought this would be kind of fun. You know, it's a crossover with Superman and Shazam, so why not crossover with the Chew Podcast, you know? Maybe we can uh, also do the, the 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 short film that you were talking about. Heck yeah, we could do that together. That'd be awesome. Um, but we are talking about issue three, and I know that I get like really excited and talk a lot, so I know it's your podcast, but if I talk too much, just okay. sign me. <laughs> and like I... So we're, we're kind of touching with this is where I feel like the book goes off the rails. And this is the part that I would gut if I was adapting this. Sorry for anyone who's like yelling right now, like this is my favorite part. I feel like the Eclipso stuff just kind of comes out mm-hmm. of left field. It's like a subplot that we don't need that we could take these pages to either build up more of what's in the lives of Superman and Shazam or our new villain Sabat. But, Basically, Eclipto is, man, I don't even know, some mystical spirit in a crystal that's inside Dr. Uh, I feel like it might have worked more if it wasn't just four issues, because I feel like they like had the idea. If it was like six issues. And then they're like, oh, I want to put this in there, but I don't really know how. I'm just going to shove it in the issue three. If it was like, if it was like six issues, okay. And it was like they were building this up in the background kind of. And then issue four, they stopped Sabak or whatever. And at the end of that issue, they're like, oh, we stopped Sabak. And then Eclipso appears. And like the last two issues were all Eclipso. That might work yeah. better, you know? Um, instead of like, 
force. It's okay because we get we get issue four, which it's a great issue. So they make up for it. I mean, yeah. Um, it really is. We'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. Um, so the next page we see is the wizard Shazam, and it talks about him being fearful and. We cut back and we have Speck, that guy who's working for Lex Luthor, to find about Billy. And he's he has money and he's interviewing all the homeless people, trying to find information about the kid. And what's interesting, he says, I can tell when they lie. And we see four panels of people trying to talk about him. And they, every one of them's lying to kind of protect Billy. Uh, but, you know, I mean, some of them are kind of lying. And some of them kind yeah, of like hard. the one that's like, uh, uh, he goes by Ray Ray. He's down here all the was, time. Yeah. <laughs> he's lying. Yeah, like that dude's straight up lying. Uh, but like the old lady says, I know him. I was just talking to him yesterday. He's a good boy. That's simple enough. That could be truthful. He's down here all the time. I can make sure to you find him if you help a guy out. That could be pretty truthful. Uh. The middle person seems very out of it and no, but the Ray Ray guy, yeah. Uh, that is straight up protecting him. And then, of course, there's a dude sitting there who actually helps out. And now we have Sabak here who looks like he's like left over from a Hellboy comic. Um, and I like how Superman says, you know him? And Cap's like, no but I'm getting a hit off him. What kind of hit? What else? Magic. They're definitely going with the magic theme for him on this book. Yeah. And I like it. I mean, because that's Superman's weakness, and that's what Shazam's power, mm -hmm. so I love it, you know? Um, I love this first panel here, where, like, in the background is the two of them flying down, and then in the foreground's them... So it's like you're getting two panels worth of action in one shot. Uh, Sabak breathes fire. That catches them off guard. He can breathe fire and flies. <laughs> <laughs> I just think that's funny. And then we get this Eclipso stuff. And it's, he just, honestly, this costume is ridiculous. Okay, I'm just throwing it out there. I know this is comics, but he looks like he should be playing Shakespeare in the midst oh, of the oh. I was thinking more of like a like a Green Goblin knockoff, but I agree that. Yeah, that works too. No, that's the first thing that hit me was uh, from like the the nineties Spider Man TV show, the animated show. Yeah, yeah, almost like Green Goblin Smythe looking thingy. I do okay. So this next page I love because we have what in the world is oh no, and Billy says that's Cap. I gotta, I gotta make sure I use my vernacular perfect. Cat slash Shazam says, don't move. And basically, he's protecting Superman from getting hit by the magical Eclipso things. And, like, now everybody has the Eclipso, which looks like really bad Two-Face. Um, especially this one dude on the left in the back. Looks like he's a good one of these. And Savannah's like, I'm enjoying the apocalypse. Spec shows up with the information. Um, tells him where he lives when he's most vulnerable. So, 
Um, the Clifto's machine gets taken apart by Superman. It was just kind of like a filler battle. I mean, I feel like all this could have been weaved into the Sabak story somehow. But I do like this from Superman, where he's basically possessed people on top of him. Shazam's fighting Sabak. Um, where's the word? Calls him a butt troll. <laughs> <laughs> I am your opposite. I am the shadow that falls across your light. I am the darkness that eclipses this day, the power from below. See, I think his whole like setup is kind of interesting being, you know, um, kind of being the evil Shazam when like the evil Shazam is not black Adam, you know, like it's not an evil version. It's like the opposite. He has a similar power set, but he is like the opposite. And he says something where he says, the Lord of Darkness that fills my name. He says, fills my name? Thought so. Thanks. That's all I needed to know. And then the next page, of course, of Superman using wind. Uh, he says, they will not be harmed, not by my hand. They will, they will harmlessly fall off as I vibrate the air around me. And land back on a cushion of air as I take my leave of them. I really like that panel and like just the the dialogue from Superman right there. That's that's Superman to me. He he's not gonna harm yes innocent people. One of my favorite Superman stories um, that I rewatched the movie for Superman Day this year is. Uh, the movie Superman versus the Elite, but the story is whatever happened to Truth, Justice, in the American Way. I, I just I think that's a really great Superman story. I love the movie. I wish the animation had been different. So I'm not thrilled about the animation style for Superman, but I really do love the movie. Um, and Superman, so Superman flies in the air, and he's like looking down, and he sees the people in the ground who are doing who are causing the eclipse and everything that caused Sabak and he flies down and stops their little circle which then takes out Eclipso and he's back to Gordon and he doesn't really understand what's going on which like I said I think is a very awkward <laughs> just plot device I and mean, he was there for an issue just as like a sub thing to I, I don't even like the way it ends I yeah, it, it it just it feels so mm-hmm. out of place in this book, uh, and it almost feels like they don't they didn't know how to end it, so they're like we're just gonna have Superman like dive into the ground and bust up some the ground that they mm-hmm. lose their concentration, yeah. and then at the next panel is we have Sabak bur- trying to burn Captain Marvel, and he says what people commonly call fate is mostly their own stupidity. I thought that was kind of cool. Um, he says, "Words, words will not save you." And he, I mean, he's he's smart. He says, "I doubt that words carry power, demon words, titles, name. My name carries power, and for creatures like you." And then in his mind, he's like, "Here we go. Let's just get him mad." He said, um, "You know, he's like, 
I fear nothing, I fear no one. I am no demon, no simple stripling. I am the wielder of the power of the immortal dark lords. And it says, make him stupid with anger. A creature with no name, no title. It says, I am Lord Sabak. And then... Um, you know, it says, say the name, the gifts infuse you, say it again, they depart, and he falls in the water. And of course, before he can say it again, Billy has his, Cap has his hand on his face, and now he's at Star mm -hmm. Labs. You know, prison. Cap's been around for you know, 75 plus years, and you have Black Adam and Sabat and all these other characters. You'd figure, after so long, they'd figure out and he's just going to make me say a name and I'm going to change it back. It's just like tricking Mixers Mixopilic to say his name backwards. Every time they fall for it. Yep. Uh, I like how Shazam is, uh, you know, talking about where he took Sabak. You know, it's Eclipso that's at Dr. Hamilton's. The, the little Eclipso gem. And he says, but this sub Superman says, this Sabak being, where is he being her where is he being held? Shazam's like, you wouldn't understand. He's like, try me. He's imprisoned inside the shadow aura of the Rock of Eternity. Yeah, you're right. I don't understand. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> like, um, you know, and they have nice words. And Shazam says, see you soon. And Superman's like, I'd like that. Um, I'm trying to turn my page. If you need help replacing that cave, just say the word. He says, thanks, but that is all I have to do is say the word and I'll get a new one. He says, I don't understand. And, you know, Cap's like, I'll hmm. tell you about it sometime. And Superman's like, I'd like that as well. And then we have Billy back with his friend talking all about it. About being super friends, being with uh, Superman, and then we see a bunch of guys with guns, and they start shooting, and that's where the issue ends. And then comes issue four. Like I said, my favorite issue. This is the issue. That, yeah, I mean, this is mine. You know, February of '06. Uh, February is my birth month. '06 uh, is when the year Superman Returns comes out. Um, it was a good year, you know, and this, this issue alone is worth the price of the book. And this, there was a panel from this issue that made me want this series and read this. And series. I, I reread this again today and I read this every time, like all the times I've read this, I feel like this issue could have been a one shot. Yes. Yes, it could have. And this is the heart. So we start out with Clark and Lois. Uh, he talks about how he got the story because he was visiting a friend in Fawcett. Uh, we're back at Savannah Industries. <laughs> Who cares about Savannah, honestly? The part that it's interesting is Billy is talking here how he heard the sound of a gun because he had heard it before. Um, and what's interesting is to remind everyone that Shazam, Captain Marvel, doesn't have super hearing like Superman. 
And he says, one of the guns opened fire on him. The gun made the same noise as before it was fired. He says, Shazam. And they're shooting, and he's blocking all the bullets. And, but, but you know, each, each book has a title. And this one was First Thunder Part 4, Men and Boys, Gods and Thunder. And, you know, this is, you know, he's talking to himself like they're pros, they're wearing body armor. I thought the lightning alone would rattle them, but they, and, you know, he's fighting them, he's taking them all out, no biggie. They're still shooting at me with their own guys in the way. Uh, time to end this by putting the old foot down, nice and easy. Take that, you know, and then he says, jerks. And he says, some fun, huh, Scott? Scott, still there? Did you take off? Hey, man, I... And we turn, and there's Scott shot multiple times. And, I mean, it is haunting. This page is just two panels. The the top panel being large and Scott, the bottom just being Billy's face. And the way they drew Scott, like, his eyes are open. And it's... It's a... It's It's tough. Uh, the next panel, I, the next page I like because you have these two doctors in the foreground, people in the background, and then, you know, the next pa panel is the same kind of thing, and then the next panel is the same with the doors opening, and then the fourth is just Shazam running in with Scott yelling, I need help, someone please help. And then the next page is the same kind of setup. First panel is the Shazam's to the left. The mid-ground is the operating room. And they're working, they're working, they're working. And you can see the clock in the background. Um, you know, almost two hours of trying to keep Scott alive. And the first, the last one is they covered the body. They've called it, and they're walking away. No, I, I never noticed the, the, uh, the clock. The I don't know why I've never noticed the clock on the wall. It's it's beautiful little details, you know. It's like I said, it's the same kind of panel setup, but there's slight variations each time because each time it's like it gets closer because Shazam starts to move away, and it's like we're getting closer on the OR, and it's getting you know. Um, and the the next page, the top is just Shazam's face staring inside, and then we're. Next page, or little on that page down below, is them inside the precinct with the guy. And he's like, "I'm not, you know." He's like, "I'm not going to talk. You'll never get anything from me." Um, and basically, Cap comes walking in. He's like, "Let us do our jobs." No, like, Cap, no, Captain, settle down. This ain't. And he just throws the desk, grabs the dude, and he's just like, "Who hired you?" Um. And what does he say? Tell me or I'll crush your head. Then I'll walk downstairs to the holding cell and ask your partners. I'll bring your dead, headless body with me. And then they'll tell me. So, for the last time, who hired you? I mean, that's that's tough. And I'm pretty sure he would do it. The, the, the artwork here is... I'm, I'm pretty sure. It really helps bring these out, too. Like, the dialogue is just amazing, but... The emotion he puts in the cap's face is what really sells me on these panels on this 
really on this issue is the emotions. Yes. You know, the Nexus Savannah Industries, and you sound that they were the best that money could buy. Uh, and <sighs> Savannah's just rude to him. Like, you know, I have a gun in my desk, and I'll, uh, and I'm drunk. And then the next one is very reminds me of like Superman and Lex Luthor. It's Savannah looking out his window and caps just right. He there still has the blood on his cape too. And he crushes. Yeah. I, I yes. Just love that. And he crushes into Savannah and he grabs him. And he's you know, he's like, I'll give you anything. You don't have anything I want except your life. And I love the fact that Billy is technically a child and Savannah's an old man. So you have a little boy versus an old man. I like how he's like, I'm trying to find reason to let you live, but I can't. I know if I let you go, you're just going to keep hurting, keep murdering people. I'm not I'm not sure that I can live with that. But he drops him. Uh, and he's like, I need you know transportation out of town, <laughs> and he's like, I'm well, um, I'm going to have to run a- around away on the ground. And then Lois has the story. Uh, you know, Clark comes in. You know, Superman was dealing with something, and uh, t- and she's like, too bad you weren't still in a faucet with the big red cheese. Yeah, it's too bad. And the next panel is where it gets you. They're back to Mount o- Everest. And he says, there, at least he wasn't hiding. And Superman comes in, sir, you're going to have to account for your actions. You attacked a police station, assaulted a prisoner, destroyed the entire top floor of an office building. You crossed the line tonight and placed innocent civilians and in law enforcement in danger. I... And he's like, it's just Cap's face crying. I mean, it's emotion. It's pure. He's like, I know it's all my fault. And Superman's like, are you sh- okay? I, I I didn't mean to. I was just so angry. I just can't believe he's gone. Who's gone? He said, Scott. That boy that you brought to the ER? Yeah, it's my fault that he got killed. And Superman, you know, Superman doesn't understand. He says, I'm sure you did everything you could. And Shazam's like, you don't understand. They were after me and they shot Scott. He was my best friend and now he's dead and I got my friend killed. And Superman says, your best friend? I think he looks a little angry in this drawing. Like, I think they were trying to go for confused, but he looks more I angry. I agree with that. Um... You know, and he says, yeah, I guess that seems pretty weird. It's okay. I'll show you. Stand back. He says, what? And he says, Shazam. And then um, he says, my name's Billy Batson, but maybe it's too dangerous to be Billy Batson anymore. And then Superman, I, once again, I don't like this drawing. I understand what they're trying to convey. Um, it's supposed to be more of like an anger, but he looks very... What's the word? 
I don't know, in this right here, Superman doesn't look like righteous anger. He looks more like he's looking down on Billy. Because um, he says, who did this to you? And this is right here. This is the panel that was sent to me that made me want to read this story. At the Rock of Eternity, it's Superman yelling at the wizard. <laughs> um, he's like, you are here as a courtesy. I expect you to uh, reciprocate my generosity. And, and he's like, what have you done? And the wizard's like, you don't understand. Basically, you don't understand. I bestowed my powers upon a mortal. Is my my? I can do it. He's like, he's just a boy. He's a little boy. He's more at more tenacious. He's. <laughs> I just love Superman just yelling at him like a wizard. Once again, Superman is you know, can be hurt by magic, and he's like, yelling at a wizard. What is wrong with you? He's a child. He shouldn't be about this. Little boys go to school, play with their friends, go to bed at night. You know, he's like, their their biggest concern should be homework, school, schoolyard crushes. Not not their best friends are going to be murdered by assassins. It hit, and the wizard's just like, it's his fate. You know, Superman's like, don't talk to me about fate. All of you people of magic, you sorcerers, all you talk about fate and destiny. This is wrong. You should have the responsibility of the world on his shoulders. It is fate chosen by men. He's just a boy. And then the wizard pulls out the card, man. He says he's just a boy who could use guidance. And the wizard looks broken, you know, and he looks at Superman. And then the next panel is uh, Superman or Clark. It's just Clark outside the building, Clark looking up, Clark in, Billy sitting in his room. And he comes in and says, hi. Billy's like, what do you want? And he says, you actually live here? Are you from the social services? He says, no. Um, and then there's four panels of him under the tie and buttoning his shirt. Billy's response and he said he sits down and says my real name is Clark and that's the end and honestly I want the next part like that that's the story this this book we said this book right here number four could be a one shot and is the best and honestly this is where the story should be mm -hmm. I completely agree um, yeah. so but that was first thunder and you know it's a great it's a great story for just putting together the two characters for a for an adventure you know i'd like to see them continue this i know it's been what 16 years now my mask correct 10 yeah no yeah yeah yeah, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. 15. Of this one, I think. It's kind of crazy to think about, but yeah. Um, it's just, uh, yeah, it's weird. That's all I want to say, is it's just weird. But, I don't know, man. I, I enjoyed the story, and I've enjoyed 
talking with you. We'll, we'll have to, like I said, we'll have to get together and do another thing because I've enjoyed it. I'll talk more next time too. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes that's just how it goes. But yeah, it's been great being on the Shazam cast here, talking Shazam, and it'll be fun when, uh, you know, especially like when the new film comes out, we'll be able to talk more then too. It'd be kind of cool to to dive into because I definitely am a little bit more inspired like you know because like we talked about last time like with digital comics like having having DC Infinite you know like oh what's up with this character you know I can go and just dive in and start reading uh, my my friend Brian's been reading DC Comics chronologically and that's been fun to kind of talk about Superman with him because you know we, we start pointing out things that people don't think about like how when Superman the movie came out, that Clark Kent was not the comics. That was not the Clark of the comics at all. It was until after that film that they started kind of writing him to be that Clark. You know, so as much as we get people get upset about them changing things in movies on characters and then not being like Superman the movie, well, Superman the movie wasn't exactly like the comic books of the time. The stories of Superman. Like Clark was a, a little bit of a different character at that time. So it's kind of this. See, I'm, I'm the type of guy that so. I think of movies like like comic books. You know, you get different writers and they can all come in and put their own little spin on it. And a lot of times it just gets accepted. You know, but the movies, you know, you get a director. He'll come in, change some stuff. People get really mad. I'm not like that. Like, I think of it. Like if that director was to write the comic book and did the same thing, I feel like it'd be more accepted than it is when it gets adapted to the screen. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you why. Um, one, I look at a lot of times the movies are kind of like, or shows are like more like Elseworlds tales, like they're a different version. But the problem is sometimes with certain characters or whatever, this might be the only chance you get to see that character on screen in real life and you want that translation to that medium to be like the pure representation of the character because that's what's going to stick in people's mind you know if if you never had superman the movie and then you just made a movie based off like injustice that's the superman that's going to be in everyone's mind is like evil superman you're like no no that's not what it is you know um that's why it's so hard on some of these smaller characters when they don't get chance to really live anywhere else that they get their one and done and you're like that wasn't really the character you know that was a, a variation or they changed all this and you know anytime you see a character brought to life you want what you're seeing to be the purest form of who that is because that's what's going to live on sometimes more than the comic because it's more for the mass audience Yep, that's my quick thinking. But you are right. I mean, if you took the script for the movie and just put it as like a Elseworlds trade or whatever, you're the comic book because that's how comic books work. You know, as different creators, Elseworlds, you know, spinoffs, what ifs, uh, variations, and you can kind of pick and choose things out of it. You know, but as soon as you translate it to film, that becomes more. I feel like the MCU stuff. gets away with it a little bit more, though. 
Oh yeah, they totally do. I mean, they they have versions of characters that aren't true. Like Robert Downey Jr. did a great job playing Tony, but he still was Robert Downey Jr. And then that's mm-hmm. just become accepted as Tony Stark. <laughs> um, Jesus, cat, get back, get back. Um. And that you know that goes for some of the other characters too. Is like that's not exactly the way they are in the comics, but that's the MCU because the MCU is nothing but its own universe variation. Elseworlds, like the Guardians, are the best example. You know, they're James Gunn's basic Guardians of the Galaxy, not really the Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. I remember I didn't really know much about the Guardians of the Galaxy when that movie came out, and I was like, yeah, exactly. That's why that's why nobody cares. you know, researching them, picking some stuff up, and it's like it's just really by name more than anything. Yeah, like yeah, like that's mm-hmm. why I said it's more James Gunn's Guardians of the Galaxy than it is Guardians of the Galaxy, the comic. But we could keep going, man. Put we could put a pen okay. in this, and I got to get going. I just want to thank you for allowing me to be on your podcast. Um, anyone can find me at Krypton Report. Uh, just search for it anywhere. You'll find us, like I said, active on Twitter, Facebook. I have an Instagram, but it's pretty much the same stuff I post to Facebook. Just paste it on Instagram. And yeah. Well, that's, that's thanks us. for having me on your podcast, and thanks for coming over. And, and actually, thank you for reaching out to me because you put all this together. <laughs>